Hey, I'm Kevin Kaufman. I'm joined with Fred Weaver. We are your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast. Where five days a week you can get great real estate content. On Mondays, Kevin interviews a top rock star in the real estate space. Every Tuesday, we bring you industry headlines where we look back on the last seven days of news in real estate. Wednesdays and Fridays is iMinute where we talk about iBuyers in the real estate space. And Thursday, we bring you a weekly business tip. So listen to us anywhere podcasts can be listened to. You can watch most of these podcasts video form on YouTube and tune in five days a week. And make sure you connect with us on Facebook as well as visit kevinandfred.com and you can check out our referral guarantee, right Kevin? kevinandfred.com forward slash guarantee. We'd love to receive your real estate referrals here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk with you soon. Hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your client. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. All right, Next Level Podcast listeners, we're back and today... I'm Joan. Uh, I am joined. Wow, I messed that up. Apparently, your last name, Chris, threw me off. I am joined by my buddy Chris Jones out of uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Chris, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm in your head. Yeah, no kidding, right? So, um, first of all, thanks a lot for joining us today. I appreciate that. Uh, take yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Out of your schedule, um, you know, you and I have had the chance to talk uh, a handful of times over the last year or so as we've done some stuff uh, with with our Facebook group, Next Level Agents, and some of the stuff that you guys are over at Gorilla Realty are doing with your software uh, and all of the training that you're putting out for agents, which I think is some really cool stuff. So thought it'd be cool if we just kind of slowed down this time and instead of you just teaching, 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 giving away tools, learn a little bit more about your story, man, because I don't think that um, everybody realizes your background. A lot of people see, uh, a lot of agents and uh, loan officers out there see someone like yourself who is providing value and, and creating tools for agents don't know that you actually came up through the ranks as an agent yourself and built a team and all that good stuff. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to highlight that and talk a little bit about your successes and, and of course, losses and lessons along the way as a real estate agent too. Yeah, cool. So thanks for having me. Um, It is cool that I had to do zero prep for this conversation. I just had to like roll out of bed, (laughs) put some crap in my hair and I'm ready to go. Um, No slide, no uh, PowerPoint presentation or anything like that. Um, so I got into real estate in 2005, um, when a lot of people got into real estate, um, got in through my dad, um, who, I don't know how far you want to go back. My dad, actually, when I was a kid, he was always, he always owned automotive repair shops. And that's one of those businesses that you could do perfectly. Like you could execute flawlessly. And at the end of the day, all of your customers still hate you, <laughs> right? Cause they're pissed yeah. that their car's broke. And they're pissed that you charged the money to fix it. And so I think um, I wasn't as aware of this when I was a kid. I was like probably a teenager by the time he started thinking about getting out. But um, yeah, I guess around 2001, 2002, it was just taking its toll on him. And just like it's an emotionally draining job. And he had a, he had a buddy that recruited him to real estate. I know that you're um, bigger in recruiting. So somebody just like yourself uh, recruited him to real estate. He went through. Um, real estate school and uh, 
while he was doing that, he's somebody that does everything to the nth degree. You guys can look him up. He's actually written some books on real estate. His name is Matt Jones. And uh, he does everything to the nth degree. So like while he was going through real estate, he was also reading like uh, 15, 20 books, like during that six week pro um, you know, process or whatever. Um, he was listening to like all these audiobooks. I remember riding in the car with him and like everyone was like, shh, be quiet. He's listening to audiobooks. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And so he's, he, and he's doing everything. And so like, at the time, I don't know if you, if anybody can remember this far back, but everything was down to sphere of influence. So it was all about like farming your neighborhoods. And I remember he read one book that was like, oh, you need to like have like a hundred people in your sphere that you're staying in touch with regularly. And he was like, okay, if a hundred is good, then 300 is probably gonna be better. So he did 300. And then they were like, do postcards and you need to do postcards to like 250 properties. He, okay. If they're going to do 250. I'm going to do a thousand. Right. So he's doing everything to the nth degree and he wants to make sure that when he finally gets his license in the mail, that he's already got customers lined up and he's like ready to kill it. And he's been a business owner for a long time. He's an you know, entrepreneur at heart. And so he gets into real estate and his first, his first six months, he thinks he's going to crush it. Right. He's used to making, you know, probably 150, $200,000 a year. And he gets into real estate and he falls flat on his face. He said at the time he was on pace to make about 30 K that year. And, uh, so uh, he started thinking, maybe I made a, maybe I made a big mistake. And uh, before he just decided to, you know, exit this whole experiment, he said he took a day and I actually remember this, uh, took a day by himself. I think he drove down to the beach or something and thought, Hey, look, if I'm going to fail, I want to fail on my own terms. So rather than doing what all the experts are going to say, or, you know, all the experts are telling me to do, I'm going to do what I was doing back in the automotive repair business to capture new leads and to grow my business. And at the time that was just, building a basic website, putting up some really effective Google AdWords ads and making sure that there was some kind of lead capture mechanism. So I don't know if you remember back in 2005, everybody's real estate website was just to like deliver, deliver, deliver listings, deliver information, deliver whatever. And he was like, I'm going to flip that around. I'm going to start capturing information. So if you want something from me, I need your name and phone number at least so I can follow up with you. Right. And like overnight after he started doing that, his business exploded. He ended up, um, uh, grown a, a big team. And that's when I got into real estate with him. And so, um, I was on that wild ride, helped him grow the team. We did that whole thing and, uh, um, you know, did tons and tons of production and, uh, and it's really lucrative and I love that side of it. And, uh, and then we started having requests from people of, Hey, what, you know, can you show me how to grow the way that you did? Right. So I think, um, some of the stats just to share with people, is um, grew a team of 120 agents Whoa. Uh, here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, we're actually bigger than the, uh, than the local Keller Williams, um, which was an impressive feat at the time, and uh, listed over 100 houses um, at our peak year, um, and then had you know, tons of buyer's agents that were working all the, I think at, I think at our peak, we were generating something like, something ridiculous, like five to 700 leads per month to feed all these agents. Wow. And uh, making a ton of money. Um, and of course that basically like full steam ahead into 2009 when the bottom fell out. Right. And, uh, that, at that time, um, we kind of decided, okay, are we going to, are we going to like, it was kind of a fork in the road before that we were real estate on the left software, software business on the right. So software business came about cause people said, Hey, how can we build a business like you? And he said, well, look, you gotta have a good website. You gotta have good, uh, marketing strategies and you know, I'll show you how, what you find out is you can show people all day long, uh, but most people can't build a website. I mean, heck I can hardly, it's 2019. I can hardly build a website on my own. Right. 
Um, you build websites, Kevin? Not a chance, man. I leave that yeah, to the professionals. Yeah, exactly. And so you could tell people all day long. My dad just happened to have that background where he could build a basic of an F website to get it done. You could tell people all day long. It doesn't really help them. And so he said, you know, maybe there's an opportunity here. Maybe instead of telling people how to build websites, maybe we just build a website and sell it to them. Right. And so he started licensing these. And this is where like the, the germ of the idea of, of running a software company came from. And so at the time it was known as favorite agent. Don't know if anybody on this calls old enough to remember back then. And, uh, he grew a big, he grew a big audience working with people like, um, who's the ProQuest guy, Gary, Gary, I feel like a jerk. Not remembering his last name. We used to be good friends. Anyway, ProQuest Technologies, um, partnered with some of these guys, built a huge audience and started selling websites basically. And so we, like I said, full steam ahead into 2009, um, bottom fell out and had a choice to make. Are we going to do software? We're going to do real estate because it's really hard to do both right now. Um, while nobody's buying houses and most of the agents therefore aren't buying, aren't buying software. And uh, around this time, my dad basically said, let's, you know, let's, let's decide what we're going to do. And uh, around that time I took over the um, I took over the software business. Um, he continued to do real estate for a little while until he retired. Now he runs a bicycle shop down <laughs> in Wilmington, North Carolina, living the dream. It was kind of always like his, his in game plan um, was to run a bicycle shop. Um, it's one of his dreams when he was a kid. So he's down in Wilmington, North Carolina doing that. And I'm running a uh, software business. Now it's a different software business, totally different entity. Uh, but the germ of the idea started with him. Gotcha. That gives okay. you context. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. I recently had a guy on the show. His name's Tyler Smith, CEO and founder of Skyslope. And um, what happens a lot with, with situations like yourself and Tyler and, and many others is this thing starts out as, a, starts out as an idea for themselves. Uh, and then they real because they need it in their business, right? Tyler needed a transaction management system in his business. You guys, your dad obviously went, hold on a second. I need to be able to capture leads online and run pay-per-click and, and do that stuff with AdWords um, as a business need. And then it turned into, well, this is actually, this could be a service for other people. Um, and the demand for that can sometimes just take off. And like I was talking about with Tyler, it sounds to me like you guys realize this too, is you can only have your focus in so many directions and you can't really run full steam ahead into the direction of software and running a real estate business because both of them require essentially full-time attention. Yeah. If you're going to do a good, good job at least. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's no sense in doing something if you're just going to half-ass it. So, so that, so that's cool. So, so was it 2009 uh, or later when you officially kind of broke off and just put most of most, if not all of your focus into uh, the software side of things? Yeah. So it was actually a little later than that. I'm trying to, to paint like an easy to understand picture, but back then I was working, um, you know, basically in real estate and as a consultant marketing consultant for my dad and, uh, and doing some other, I had some other projects going on at the time. I was just a young guy. I don't, how old was I in 2010? I was 20 something. Right. So anyway, doing all this different stuff and it took a couple of years for, cause you know, you have a recurring subscription business, like software business and uh, still goes good for a little while, even after people stop buying. And then that's when it starts to tank. And uh, so it was a couple of years later that he finally decided, you know, after, after the mortgage crisis, it was a couple of years after that, that he decided, look, I can't do both. At least I can't do both very well. And so I've got to, I've got to make a decision. And so, um, he brought me back in. Um, I told him, look, if we're going to do this, we have to change the name of this and everything. So it's probably, it's probably 2013, 14 when I officially took it over. And it was basically 
going to be honest with you, it's basically like starting from scratch again, right? So I had the germ of the idea and it made sense. And we had some audience to work with because uh, we had those people that had, that had been with us before. Um, but that was when the name changed to um, Gorilla Realty and, um, and uh, I took over. And so it's probably been what, five, six years since, since that time. That's cool. So tell me about that. So you, so you essentially start over. Well, I mean, what, what was that like? Like what's the first thing you guys rolled out as your sort of new entity or new version of a software company? Uh, well, to be honest, the first couple of years were really tough. In fact, I was having to do some business consulting and stuff on the side. I didn't want to, I decided that I was, that I was um, out of real estate. Cause like, like we talked about before you real estate's too lucrative. Um, it'll always be a temptation that, that stops you from doing the thing that you decide you really want to do. And uh, I decided at the time, um, you mentioned before we got on this call, you mentioned um, Tim Ferriss. And one thing that he said that had a huge impact on me is he made all this money uh, or most of his money, for, not from selling books, but from uh, angel investing. And recently, maybe it was a couple of years back, he decided to get out of angel investing, even though that's where he was making all this money. And it was because someone had given him some advice. I'm going to probably get it wrong, but it was something to the effect of you should be doing whatever you're least replaceable at. Right. And he said, well, as an angel investor, I literally, I'm just like another checkbook, like anybody else. Right. And if in specific instances where he worked as a consultant, maybe he was a little less replaceable. Um, but most of the time he was just a checkbook and he felt totally replaceable. And so it was lucrative, but he didn't really feel like he was making the impact that he should and that's what I, that's where I felt. So as as an agent um, or as a you know as a you know real estate broker, I feel that I'm very replaceable. Sure, I had some success and we you know we did really well, but I feel that I'm a whole lot less replaceable um, running a software company and as a strategist and as more specifically, I feel a lot of fulfillment when we do when we do teaching and training. And so that's where I feel I am the least replaceable. So anyway, long story short, I think to answer your question, you said what was like the process like starting over. First two years sucked. So I decided I'm going to take these like side gigs just to like, so I can pay my bills while we're, while we're trying to build this thing up. And uh, the first, first couple of years were, were really tough. Basically um, there was zilch revenue. Um, we had a few sales from when we first started up when we had, like I said, we had an audience from before, um, but it was small and it had been overworked and, uh, and we hadn't put anything out new or we put, hadn't put anything new out in a long time. And of course, after 2010, the industry changed a lot, right? Zillow yeah. and, and a bunch of other software companies um, who were doing pretty good. And so first couple, first couple of years uh, sucked, um, didn't really gain any traction until we decided what we're going to do to build our list and grow our audience is we're not going to like roll out new products that we can sell and then shout about them. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to start building free tools that will help agents grow their business. So free software, and all they have to do to use it is just put in their email address or create an account. And we're going to grow our list so we can tell them about our paid stuff, which is even better. Um, but in the meantime, we're just going to give this stuff out and ask them to share the heck out of it. And so we built one of the first tools we built was a tool called free photo branding. I'm not sure if you've seen it, mm -hmm. um, but the idea is take your listing photo um, that you have listed. Like, even if you don't know this, everyone, everyone listening, um, all your, all your photos that you put into the MLS, they, eventually make their way to Zillow, Realtor.com, Trulia, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then they use those listing photos to attract eyeballs and they ended up capturing leads that they sell to agents like Zillow Premier agents and whoever's, whoever's paying the big bucks to be listed on those sites. And uh, 
back then this was rubbing a lot of agents the wrong way. Now everyone's pretty much accepted it, but back in 2015, 2016, this was rubbing a lot of agents the wrong way. And so we said, well, why don't we do something about it? Let's build a tool that will help you brand your photos so that your information's on the lead photo. Um, now you can't actually put it directly into the MLS. Most MLS is prohibited, that sort of thing. But once it's on the other side, realtor.com, Zillow, whatever, you can actually claim that listing and edit the photos to your heart's content. And so that was one of the first tools that we built. It got shared like something like five or 600 times, kind of had like a mini viral loop yeah. and, uh, and captured a ton of email addresses. And then we got a brand new fresh audience of people that we said, look, um, this is a great way to capture a few leads a month, you know, by having your info branded on all your photos on Zillow and whatnot. Um, but let us show you pipeline, pipeline pro tools. This is the, this is the software that we still to this day use to run our own real estate operation. And then that's when we started growing. And now every year we try to put out two to three new free tools that will help agents grow their business. And that's kind of our model. Nice. I like that. So, so tell me, tell me, what are, tell me the names of a couple of your free tools that you currently have Gia's offer. Yeah. So free photo branding was kind of like the, the first one since then um, we put together something called um, RE call scripts, which think of it like a briefcase has got call scripts from all of the industry experts that meet any situation, whether you're door knocking or calling Fizbos or calling expireds, um, got names in there like, um, you know, James Fistini, um, Boo Feeney, um, all the Enies, Jason, <laughs> Jason Morris, um, guys that really know what they're doing. Um, they spend a lot of time on the phone that have developed like rock solid scripts. We've got all their scripts in it. We've also got some scripts that we've put together um, as far as like how to follow up on online leads. Um, right now it's down for, for maintenance because we want to make it a whole lot better. Um, so that's RE call scripts. We've also done RE calculators also down for maintenance. Are, are they all down for maintenance now? But RE calculators is like, it's got some business planning calculators. Um, my favorite is the CMA calculator. Um, so I firmly believe in my heart that the way that most agents do CMAs is totally bunk and we teach a different way. Um, it's also got like a days on market calculator. Most people will log into their MLS and they don't know this, but the, the days on market listed in your MLS is totally wrong, like not even close to wrong. Um, and you actually get a much more accurate number if you use what's called the absorption method, which is what like big businesses and other industries use to figure out, you know, how, how to um, pace inventory. Right. Um, so we have a calculator that allows you to use absorption rate to calculate a really accurate days on market. Um, so that's already calculators. And then, uh, Last year, we put out something called Listing Cake, allows you to, to build cool listing videos in less than 60 seconds right from your iPhone. So you can go to a house, snap a couple of pictures, snap a couple of like 20-second clips, upload it, move it around, choose a great layout, put some background music to it, and download the final cut. That's Listing Cake. And then um, we took on a behemoth project uh, project the end of last year um, called uh, Pipeline Database. Uh, it's a free CRM tool that's got a power, power dialer built in. So wow. most power dialers cost one, two, three hundred dollars a month. Um, this one's totally free. Just plug it into Twilio, which is like, like you know, it's like wholesale cost. Like you can dial for a whole month and pay like seventeen bucks. Yeah. Um, it's also got in-app two-way texting. So if you if you've got your leads synced, you can actually text directly from the dashboard on your desktop, and you can get your, get their text back. Um, and uh, so you can call, you can text, and then we've got like a really nice visual pipeline that allows you to keep organized. And then my favorite feature is the pause feature. Um, cause we used to do this thing where you've got, we capture a bunch of leads every month. You already know that. Right. Um, you've got a database of like a thousand leads, right? Some mornings you wake up and you're like, all right, who was I supposed to call with or who should I follow up with first or what should I do? Like, I've got a thousand people I could call, but I'm never going to call a thousand people today. So 
where should I be focusing my time? And so one of the things that we did to basically, um, I don't know the word for it, but to make sure that we're always following up with the right person at the right time is just a simple pause feature. So when we're done, um, a lot of, a lot of CRMs will call this like setting the follow-up, right? The next time you're going to talk to them, we just call it pause. Um, so we like to do, um, you know, basically a six by six. So we, we touch them once a week for six weeks. Okay. And, um, and so one of the ways that we do that is we have a seven day pause button where you just one click, it'll pause it for seven days. It'll pop up exactly seven days from now into your CRM. And so now instead of trying to like sift through the thousand or so leads and, and call all of them or wonder who we should be calling instead we log in and you have a focus queue. It's basically like, these are the people that require a follow-up today. And sometimes it's a text, sometimes it's a call, whatever. As soon as you're done with them, you press the pause button and you could pause them for an hour, a day, seven days, a month, a year, whatever, but they'll always pop, pop back up into focus at the right time. Does it make sense? Yeah. So that's Pipeline Database. You can get it for free at pipelinedatabase.com. And uh, that's the last tool that we built. And maybe we'll get to talk about the next tool that we're building here soon, but. Yeah, man, feel free to shoot, uh, shoot me, uh, sh hit me with the, uh, shoot me, don't shoot me. Um, <laughs> Hit, hit me with the info, man. We, we've got a couple minutes coming up on, on the end of the, uh, on the end of our time together. So I want to make sure we have a chance to talk about that. And then I've got a few other questions I want to ask you. So feel free to hit us with, hit us with what's now, like what's coming cool. up so, for you guys. Yeah. So Q1 2020, I don't know when this will actually be published, but Q1 2020, um, hope to release it sometime next month in January. Um, it's called Fizz Bonanza. So, um, you can go to fizzbonanza.com right now. It won't show anything, but maybe by the time this is released, maybe there'll be something, something there. And uh, the idea is we're going to let you download for sale by owner data for free, right? So I know there's a bunch of companies out there that, that currently charge for that data. Um, we've found um, a backdoor to get that data uh, for free, basically for any market. Now, sometimes it'll be complete uh, with a phone number, address, everything you need, maybe even a, maybe even a name. Um, sometimes it'll be less complete. And so we're going to integrate with, um, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to share the company. We're going to integrate with one of these big data companies that will allow you to complete the data for just a few bucks. So just a one click, Hey, I want to complete this data, spend a few bucks. And, uh, then you can actually sync this tool. It's called Fizz Bonanza. Um, just to play on the, the Fizbo term. Love it. But anyway, Fizz Bonanza, you're going to be able to sync it with any CRM you want. So it doesn't matter whether you use Brivity or you get, you guys have been talking about Brivity recently, Brivity, uh, Lion Desk, um, Realty Juggle, it does not, or if you use our own uh, pipeline database.com, right? So you can sync it with any CRM you want, one click, it'll, it'll pour all the leads over and then you can follow up however you see fit. And we actually teach a really cool physical strategy. So nice. Well, that's, uh, that's cool, dude. I like, I, you guys got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, and more importantly, you, you're a cool guy, man. I like, I like, I like the conversations that we've had and stuff over the year. And um, we're coming up on just a couple minutes left. I want to, I want to ask you a couple of questions. I, I stole these actually, we, we mentioned Tim Ferriss uh, earlier and it's funny you shared that story. I specifically remember him talking about that with his, uh, with his unique ability there. Um, so I stole some questions from him recently. I started asking him to a few other guests. So you're kind of a guinea pig for me. So sure. three last three questions I have for you, Chris are, and in no particular order, what's, what's the thing you're most excited about right now? Something you're really excited about, Give me something you've changed your mind on in the last year, last couple of years, and then something maybe weird about you. So it uh, could be a habit, could, could just be a hobby, something that uh, is a little bit weird that most people don't know about. And we can start with any of those. Okay, cool. So let's do what I'm most excited about right now. Um, 
not to beat a dead horse, but I'm most excited about Fizz Bonanza. Um, yeah. Really psyched about this. It's something that's been in the pipeline, something we, we thought we could do, um, but we had to figure some things out. And then last summer we ran some tests and we figured out, okay, we can do it. And then now we're actually in the, in the final building stages of making it happen. And uh, I'm very stoked about it. And I think that, like, I think that it's going to help a lot of people out too. That's um, awesome. I think we'll have huge success rates from it. So I'm super excited about Fizz Bonanza. Um, look for that sometime in 2020. If you're not on our list, I'm sure you'll share a link, but like gorillarealty.com, there's all kinds of ways to subscribe to our email list and, and we'll let you know about it. For sure. Um, awesome. So that's what you're most excited about. Something you've changed your mind on or something that's maybe a little something weird about Something that you? I've changed my mind about in the last year is that you should do things that do not scale. And I'll, I'll qualify that or explain what I mean by that. So I used to be, obviously I'm a software guy, right? Software nerd. Um, I love automation. And I used to think, oh, the best way to run your business. And of course we're talking about Tim Ferriss, you know, like the original book that like, that like launched a thousand businesses for me right. was the four hour work week. Right. And so the dream is that we're all sitting in a hammock, sipping Mai Tais somewhere. And, uh, you know, your business is running itself, right? So you've got software that's doing all this stuff on, on autopilot. I still believe um, strongly in leveraging technology to do stuff for you so that you can, so that you can build a business, something that's bigger than just yourself. Okay. So I still a huge believer in technology, but um, I found myself um, about a year, year and a half ago going probably too far in that direction where um, I, I kind of taken the human element out of my business. And um, one of my mentors, a guy named Brian Harris, really cool guy. You should actually have him on the podcast. He's not real estate specific, super smart. I think he can share a lot of things that help a lot of realtors. But anyway, um, Brian Harris told me, do things that don't scale. And so at the time, one of them was when you're trying to like sign a client, right? Or you're trying to um, strike a deal with a huge partner, right? Don't send out. So at the time I was doing a lot of like, cold email outreach and form letters. And um, you familiar with Seth Godin? Yeah, of course. So one of the people that was on my like lead sheets is I would basically have this virtual assistant who was going out and um, creating lead spreadsheets for me. And then I would drop them into one of these cold email programs that would just basically plug all of their data into like using mail merge, plug them into a form email that I'd written that I thought was super clever and it would send them all out. And I knew that some people was gonna strike them wrong, but then some people, strike them right. And I'd do a deal with them. And the cool thing was, is that I could be sipping my tie somewhere where all of it was taking place without me. And, um, it hit me, Seth Godin actually replied to one of these emails and he said, how many people did you send this exact same letter to? And I was <laughs> like, oh, that hurts. And I ended up having a, a couple email conversation with Seth Godin, which the only time I've ever met Seth Godin, he's scolding me. Right. Um, but rather than like, pounding my fist on the table and insisting on um, doing things exactly the way I was doing it, I decided like, let's be mature about this and let's use it as an opportunity to grow. And so um, again, back to Brian Harris, he said, do things that don't scale. So instead, when I'm approaching partners now, rather than sending them some lame form letter, right, that I'm sending to a million other people so I can send them at, you know, 150 at once, I craft one email right? I think it's how we connected. Actually, I craft one email where I go and I do a ton of really deep research on that one person. And I try to get to know them even before I have the opportunity to really get to know them. Yeah. Like now we, I feel like we actually do know each other. Even before then, I try to really get to know them. And I try to figure out 
what would be a huge win for them, right? And then I send them an email where I hit them with that. So this actually applies to real estate too. Like when you're trying to land a big client, whether it's a building or, you know, builder or, or whoever, trying to land a, land a big deal, don't treat them like everybody else. Go, go deep, figure out, um, you know, get to know them even before you get a chance to know them. And whether it's an email or a phone call or whatever, try to, try to figure out what would be a massive win for them. Don't even think about how it's going to be a win for you, right? Figure out what would be a massive win for them and try to like go actually out, go out and create that thing, right? Go even like take the first step. So do the first thing that would help them get a win. I'm being kind of vague, but I just don't have yeah. a, like a really crunchy explanation. And, uh, and then go out and do it. And they'll say yes after the fact. It works every single time. And so something I changed my mind on, I used to think, oh, let's scale, 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 scale. Let's leverage technology to the hilt. And now I try to follow the model of like, let's do things that don't scale. Let's be super personal. Let's really focus on getting our people a win and not just focusing on ourselves. And that's something that has allowed us to grow exponentially over the last year. That's awesome, man. I love that. Um, all right, last question. Something weird about you, something that maybe most people don't, don't know. Huh. Something that's weird about me. Have it. It's a tough you, one. Yeah. yeah, that's oh, so here's one that's really weird about me. I write affirmations. Okay. You so you write them out? So I write them out. So really let's make it really crunchy. There's a zillion different ways you could do affirmations. Um take whatever your number one goal is. If you're listening to this right now, take whatever your number one goal is, write it in a sentence form where it's like, I, you know, I, Chris Jones, will meet Kevin Kaufman in person in the year 2020. So be super specific. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Whatever the goal is, whatever your number one goal is, it doesn't matter whether it's business or personal or whatever, write it down 15 times on a piece of paper. It'd probably work if you did it on, you know, typing or whatever. I find that taking the time to actually write it out, like yeah. really cements it in your brain. I wrote a cool article I'll share, share with you um, a while back about why I write affirmations. Um, but anyway, write it down 15 times, do it every single day for, three months guarantee that you will accomplish the goal. Yeah. I don't care how weird or bizarre or wacky or out there or whatever. Like I have some truly bizarre stories to tell you. And I think there's really some science that backs up um, writing affirmations. It's not just like a kooky, you know, like new age, whatever. I think there's some, some pretty solid science behind why it works, but take whatever your number goal, one goal is write it down 15 times a day, do it every single day for three months, guarantee that you'll accomplish your goal. Yeah, man. I'd have to uh, tend, tend to agree with you on that. That's uh, that's awesome. Dude, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. Uh, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, likewise. Appreciate cool. you having me. Awesome. All right, guys, Chris Jones. And by the way, what's the best way for people to reach you? Should Is the website GorillaRealty.com or should it be somewhere on social? What's, what's best for people to reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm not big on Twitter, Instagram, anything like that. Um, I do Facebook just so I can stay in touch with um, – people like you and in your group, but, um, you can email me at Chris at gorilla Um, always happy to have conversations with people. Um, and I assume we'll publish like a link along with, Oh, for sure. Or whatever. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, thanks a lot. I appreciate your time today and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Likewise. That's it for today's show. Do me a favor. If you enjoy this, go over to iTunes or wherever you're listening at. Leave us a review. Share this episode with your friends. And for more great content, check us out in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash next level agents. 
That's facebook.com forward slash groups. Next Level Agents. See you soon.